to the King James Virgin, where each and every week my friends Alan and Adam tell me Bible stories from their childhood. I've never heard them before. My name's Nick. I'm Alan. And I'm Adam. So I'm, I'm not totally sure where to begin this week. Yeah, I was, I was actually going to ask you about that. because Let's look to the Bible. Well, yeah, it's it's more because this is kind of in the middle of, uh, of a larger overarching story. We're, okay. s- we're six books in. We're, yeah. we're, we're covering the book of Joshua. And by book, I mean, we're doing uh, like two ish stories. Little weird fun fact that's not really related to anything. But every time somebody says Joshua, it makes me think of this. The uh, correct Yiddish pronunciation is Yeshua, which is actually Jesus's real name. So Jesus is God. a well, no, no. Yeshua is Jesus is oh. Jesus is the. Uh, Oh shoot! Is it the Latin or the? It's it's not the uh, Jewish pronunciation. So like Jesus' name is Joshua, but we uh, they call him Jesus because it's a a bastardization. Of, anyway, uh, <laughs> so uh, just put that out there. Hey Nick, mm-hmm. what do you know about the character Joshua specifically surrounding a, the city of Jericho? <laughs> you, you do not need to specify anything. I know nothing. What's the, uh, you were, you were debating on where to start. What's so, the, what's the closest that we've covered to this story? Um, Abraham, uh, or, uh, uh, <laughs> nope, nope. We've not done those. I, uh, Jacob and Esau. What's my, what's yeah, my closest Jake, point of reference? Jacob. Jacob. Okay. Uh, so Jacob and then like hundred and some years. Okay. Uh, and several books, presumably. Uh, no. Yeah. There's, well, there's oh, yes, four yes, books in between this. Okay. So the reason I, I didn't, we didn't know where to start was, uh, we, we haven't done anything with Moses yet. And Moses is like kind of the big first chunk of this story. Mm-hmm. Um, but Moses has just died and passed on the leadership to Joshua. Mm-hmm. Who's kind so of, when we do the Moses episode, I will know that he's, he dies at some point. Yes, he does die. <laughs> you can assume that about, well, that's true. You can assume that about he, pretty much he everyone. He dies. Yeah. Okay. He dies ish. Mm-hmm. Dies ish. Yeah. <laughs> That's a, a weird thing. But yes, he dies ish. Um, but uh, so Joshua has just become leader of the Israelites, uh, which is the Jewish nation at this point, uh, who are going back to uh, Israel to reclaim it. Um, okay. They have been in exile for the last, I don't know, a couple hundred years in Egypt. Mm-hmm. And this is like exiting Egypt. Um, and they're coming. They're kind of just basically touring around Israel and destroying all of these like fine uh, countries that have like popped up in their absence. Uh, <laughs> so it's like I, I just I like this idea because like as a kid I just I, I always thought of whoever the Israelites were going against were the bad guys. But now in like retrospect, they're just like just crushing all of these you know like small towns. Yeah, they're bored. <laughs> yeah, they're bored. They're just going like you know like destroy, 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 just like punching through. And it's really kind of a kind of a brutal. Uh, story um, and Jericho is one of them. Okay, so Jericho is this massive walled city. Well, before this, so Moses just died. Okay, R.I.P. Part of the deal Maybe. of some things that Moses did was IP, he wasn't actually allowed to ever go into the promised land. Okay, well, and we'll we'll cover why. We'll cover that later. Mm-hmm. But since he died, now they can go in the promised land. Yes. Okay, so they cross party like, in the promised land. I can't, what's so the they, river? Do the Jordan. Oh, it's the Jordan River. Okay, so the Jordan River uh, runs south into it goes into the Dead Sea. Yes, and so they've actually come up from Egypt and like gone counterclockwise, always. Yeah, uh, up to above the. So they're like north, 
they are north uh, east of Jerusalem. Yeah, like so I, like Iran, Iraq. They're, Iraq they're basically like pacing on the border. Like we're not allowed in. We're not allowed yeah, in. Yeah. But then Moses, Moses dies, and so now. They can go in. One of these right. characteristic uh, biblical walks we've learned so much about. And this is kind of the walk. <laughs> okay. I mean. There would have had to have been a lot more circles. And like weird. Back and forth. Right. Just crossing around. <laughs> um, uh, so the first thing that um, Joshua does is like, okay, let's go. We should also say the promised land has been billed to the Israelites as flowing with milk and honey. That is the. Oh, yeah. Um, the yep. land O. Yep. That's the byline. That okay. is. uh yeah. What? And so this is like Moses dies and everybody's like, let's go. Yep. Let's go. Get totally. some milk and honey. But directly across the Jordan from where they are is Jericho. Okay. And Jericho is one of the larger city states in the area. Also in the region a, this time. a limited run TNT series or something. Yes. Great. Also a uh, WWE character. Oh okay. yeah. Chris, Chris Jericho. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and probably a few other things. Was it a TV show? Yeah. It was a, like a post, semi post apocalyptic did uh, Chris Jericho solve crimes? No, no. It's basically this town in like Texas where they see a mushroom cloud in the distance and then like they have no communication with the rest of the world. It has like a huge cult following of people who were really like had one season and then sure. disappeared. I mean, of course, you know, the vague yeah. plot to this. So now we can do another spinoff yep. of the TNT miniseries <laughs> virgin. <laughs> wow. I am a super version of that. Yeah. Uh, that's about you hit you've tapped my knowledge, but that Great. is my knowledge Great. of it. I'm gonna say we don't need to know more. <laughs> no, I don't think so either. So uh, they come up against us, and uh, they just Jericho just you know, has probably been hearing that all these places are getting sacked. Yeah, and so they they see this massive group well, they, of people. They've been wandering up. around this relatively small geographic yes. area for 40 years. Like the, it's about the size of Western Washington. Yeah, like they've just been like cruising, but skipping Seattle. <laughs> wandering because mostly because of Moses and the, they, they, were keep, bad. they keep fucking okay. up too. like God's like, you're going directly to the promised land and then they screw up I and see. he's like, all right, we'll just, I mean, I'm, I'm sure we'll get to it. I just was unclear about why they were just roaming around back and forth. <sighs> yeah. For 40 years. Yeah. It's a, a, a time. It is. Yeah. It's one of those Bible numbers again. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, they, okay. Get there. Gates closed. And Jericho's like, go away. Oh, you're missing, uh, you're missing Rahab. Yes, I am. I, I remember the name. I cannot recall anything about Rahab. So but I before I'm not going to look it up before they cross the river. Uh, Joshua sends two spies into the city. Oh, I forgot about the spies. Damn it. <laughs> no, no, go ahead. I, <laughs> Do you remember anything? I, I remember this. There were spies and this was like, I love this as a kid and I am blanking on it. OK, so the two spies go into uh, the city and they immediately encounter. Uh, I believe they call her a harlot on more than one occasion. <laughs> Uh, Rahab, endearing, which mm-hmm. does kind of sound like like an old, like real old timey harlot. Maybe it's because of Rahab. Man? Probably. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, it doesn't sound like a upper crust right. woman. Rahab uh, of Jericho. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's good. Yeah. There, there's your TNT miniseries. <laughs> uh, so there, the first place they go is this harlot's house. I mean, it's what you do. Yep. It is probably a pretty good way to scoop up some goss. Does this feel like maybe like this is the story they told afterwards? What really happened is they broke in, went and, you know, had a rub and tug and then like had to come up with a backstory of why they ended up at the, at the prostitute's house. Yeah, no, totally. Okay. It would be a good place to overhear things. Oh, for sure. No, no. I think it's a great idea. Uh, but the thing is, like immediately word gets to the king, like not to like some soldiers, you know, who were like also there, like to the king and well, upper crust. Uh, yeah, I mean, come on. Let's. I have a theory about this, which I'll, I'll say in just a little bit. 
But uh, so word gets to the king and the king sends guards to to look for them. Uh, but Rahab has heard of the Israelites. And so she's like, hey, listen, I'll hide you if you spare me and my family. Is this another basket episode? Close. <laughs> uh, if you spare me and my family when you sack the city. And they're like, totally. Life for a life. Gotcha. We will spare you and your family. Um, and plus one. Everybody gets a plus you one. Just yeah, yeah. To, you just have to dangle a red cord out your window. Right. Remember that? I remember the red cord. Okay. And so uh, when the guards come, she hides them on her roof, like yes. under the shingles. Right. Like they, they pull back the, they pull back the roofing, they get under and they cover them back up. I do nice. remember this. Yeah. It's pretty, it's pretty clever. Yeah, it's good. Um, and so she, but tells, don't they escape out? So she tells the guard, uh, uh, yeah, they left right before they closed the city gates, uh, leave now and you'll catch them. And so the guards like head okay. off down the road and, um, she lowers them out her window because she, in, in a basket, she, no, just a rope. <laughs> okay. But she, her <laughs> house is like the basket thing. Her house is on the city wall. Yeah. Okay. But she tells them to like go up to a mountain for three days and then like take a back way. It's very specific. Yeah, like, <laughs> like go hide out. Like this is something that she deals with frequently. So my. Th- All right. So here's what you're going to do. Yeah, so my theory, my theory is like she had heard of the Israelites and knew that they would conquer. It seems like morale in the city was super low mm-hmm. and it was going to be an easy sack. And so she let the guards know. Mm. so that she could be like, hey, when you guys oh, conquer, I see what you're will saying. you spare my family? That's my theory. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, it feels like a good one. I mean, it's... It's not a true story at all, but... Right, <laughs> I was going to say, if this was real, that sounds airtight. Yeah. Well, the cool thing is, so... Uh, I mean, this story might be real. There I, is, I don't know about the... There's know. architectural... Uh, architectural? That's not the right word. Could be. Well, what was Indiana's, Indiana Jones? Oh, archaeolo- archaeological. Archaeological. <laughs> there's uh, archaeological evidence of a... Uh, of the, the first uh, like city of Jericho at about 5,000 BC, hmm. which is cool because that's before the Bible. Uh, yeah. Well, it's before the earth. If you believe it's the Bible, the earth. <laughs> um, so we're probably on Jericho V3 at this point. Yeah. Um, and there, there was a, there was a sacking of Jericho sure. around. Um, I think this was like 1700 or something. I, I mean, uh, it's, and it, when they unearthed the city, they found one red cord, right? Yeah, no, there's just like one section of the wall that was Perfectly. still standing. Mm. Uh, um, although I was going to say, well, we're getting ahead of ourselves. Anyway. Uh, uh, although, I, I mean, this this story very well may be true minus the like divine intervention. Yes, except for it wasn't the Israelites. It was likely the Egyptians um, who destroyed at that time. I mean, you you know, playing devil's advocate here, they had just come from Egypt anyway, 40 Jer- years Jericho earlier. Jericho still exists. I think they're on V5 at this point. Okay, cool. Anyway, uh, so the spies come back and tell... Joshua, that morale is low. Everyone's afraid of you. Like everyone's heard of us. We can do this. This is going to be easy. And so that's when they cross the Jordan. Right. Do you remember anything about crossing the Jordan? I know that I should, but I don't. So they had just uh, kind of uh, the Ark of the Covenant is now the big thing. Right. Ooh. And so. They, oh, yeah, yeah. You know about that. Indiana Jones back in action. Heck, heck, yeah. yeah. And so the, uh, they're the priests, I think like maybe a, a dude from each tribe and the priests are leading the way. Yes. And when they, oh. when their feet touch the river, it stops. And so they cross on dry land. Oh, ah, rats. So, it's, so it's like a re a re doing of the, uh, I thought you were going to say they invented aqua socks. Yes. <laughs> that, that too, but they didn't need them. They invented <laughs> them and they didn't need them. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So just some kind of like random things of etiquette. Uh, nobody <laughs> except for the priests can touch 
the arc. Okay. And if you do, you instantly die. Right. Um, it's not in this story, but that comes. There's another story where a guy okay. like reaches out to steady it. And it's like falling and he like tries to stop it from falling and mm-hmm. then dead. Great. That's that is the story in like to dust or you just fall over dead. I like to assume dust, but probably like it doesn't. The story does not. It's got to be dust. Yeah, just like or like face melting like uh, like <laughs> yeah. raiders. Yep. Much better. Um, anyway, they uh, get there and they kind of form up in front of the city. And I don't believe that there's any discussion at all. They just start the whole thing, right? Well, God tells them what to do. Well, so God tells them what to do so, and basically says <laughs> nobody just does anything. Adam. Right. They, it, but well, it's like first day. I want you to go and just like take the entire Israelite people and do a cruise around the city. Yep. Just once. Just once. But perfectly silent. No one talks. D- you don't make any noise. There's only trumpets at the very end. Uh, I think the whole time. I don't think so. I think, I mean, I'm not going to read it again. No, you check that out because I, this is actually <laughs> like, I'm going to challenge this. This is because it's the whole thing is that they, they wait until the very end. They make one blast. Um, and, uh, but they do this, they, they do this multiple days. So okay. they basically do it for seven days. They come out, do a tour around the thing, blast the trumpets once and then like go camp. Okay. And then they come back the next day tour around blast camp sure just rinse and repeat for i think they do that six times but on the seventh day they do seven okay so there's no trumpets on it's until the seventh day so there's no horror they're carrying them they're carrying the trumpets so it's the entire nation walking around the city in total silence Uh which would be creepy as fuck which would really be unnerving to the people inside yeah can you imagine like mount vernon shows up and just cruising around the island Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it doesn't say anything about what the population was. Right. It does kind of make you think that it was not the biggest city because they were able to walk around it seven times in a day. Right. Like, yeah, at the very end, probably not huge, but uh, the archaeological evidence was they had something like 14 foot thick walls, which is pretty that's thick. A, that's impressive. It's a thick wall. Yeah. Well, so we be- get to the seventh day and, yes. and trumpets are happening. No, then. so seventh day, instead of one loop, they do seven loops. Okay. They go around the city seven times and then all of the priests, I believe there's a loud like blast of the horns. They just blast their, these like trumpets, just uh-huh. like, you know, boom. And, the whole, how many no, horns. No. and then uh, Joshua has like a soliloquy. Great. Uh, and then everyone yells. That's right. Everybody just like, ah, at the, <laughs> at the walls <laughs> and the walls start to shake. Okay. Crumble and completely sure. fall. Okay. Which here's the this thing. This is like I'm I'm getting like okay. I think I know where know this is this going. Lore. Yeah. Right. Okay. So here's the thing. Oh, what's her? What's her? We just talked about her. The the harlot in Jericho. Rahab. Rahab. I was gonna say Rahabom, and that was anyway. Uh, Rahab was living on the wall, right? Yeah. So I feel like in one of the cartoons, like the walls fall down and there's this like little this like wedge uh-huh. wedge of wall with a, with a red cord hanging out her window. <laughs> and she's like standing there waving. Like, ah! Hi. Yeah. yeah uh, but not mentioned. I don't believe in the text. She, her house was spared and her house is on the wall. Therefore, I mean, they pointed the trumpets perfectly right. so that those sound waves just, yeah. I actually think I so, want to say that like Robin Williams actually had a joke about this in his standup a long time ago huh. where he said like, you know, maybe God did it or maybe just a bunch of Israelites spent the, those seven days digging the trenches under and then just like knock the supports out. Dude, I was just going to say that that's Asimov. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's Asimov brought that up. But, I mean, Robin Williams may have just read the Asimov thing and like, worked I mean, it in. likely. Yeah. But they're saying, yeah, the distraction. It's actually, of- you're conflating. It's an Asimov standup set. Oh, <laughs> so rare. That, that, yeah. Tra- that, yeah, the tracks. I mean, his sideburns are hilarious. <laughs> 
Uh, but yeah, they're it's basically just him on stage pointing. Ah, ah, ah. But they're saying like, you know, a huge nation walking around is good cover for people oh, like, yeah. burrowing under the walls. 100%. Sure. It's great distraction. Yeah, they're on one side. Everybody's like forming up. Sure. But yeah, um, so walls just fall and then basically Jericho surrenders because <laughs> and then but I, I believe they still go through and just murder everybody. Oh, they murder every man, woman, child, animal, animal. And then burn the city. Right. <sighs> I should mention, I forgot this before they cross. This just, just popped back in my head. Uh, before they crossed the Jordan, they circumcised everyone. <laughs> and it does talk about like Mount of Foreskins. Is that when they did it? Because I it was before that. Well, cause they had been in the, so no one who was alive when they left Egypt was still alive. And everyone who's born in the desert had not been <laughs> circumcised yet. So anyway, Rubble of a city, mountain of foreskins. <laughs> uh huh. Also, like all that dust everywhere. Mm, that's a that's some infections. With obsidian knives. Yeah, right. And then I mean, and then just lots of walking. Yeah, isn't that Ooh, great? <laughs> but it robes. <laughs> yeah, that's but true. like still better than pants. <laughs> still, like tip of your penis is still like banging against your head, your legs as you like cruise around this city for seven days in a really row. Really loose robes. <laughs> maybe that, just, like okay. walks like okay. a cowboy. They were carrying trumpets apparently. So maybe they were using them reverse ways as oh, like a cup. Like the bell, <laughs> the bell would like, uh-huh. I don't think they had that many. Trump- there were seven trumpets. <laughs> oh, that's it. Just pass yeah. them around. I was, I was thinking like an epic, I mean, 12 kazoos would be more fun than that. <laughs> 12 kazoos would be. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, uh, I, and that's, I mean, that's, that's basically the story of what, of, uh, okay. of the world of Jericho and I mean, and why Joshua. are you disappointed? They brought down a city with their voices. That's fine. I know. It, I guess it, I'm not a fan of like the, the conquesty war story portion of the, and uh, then they murdered everyone <laughs> and took all the, the only thing they didn't burn was the gold, but they burned the city and all that was in with fire, only the silver and gold and vessels of bronze and iron. They put in the treasury of the house of the Lord. Gotta save that dollar. So, yeah. I mean, in our uh, series, at the, I think only the first episode, you said that you were going to do this thing of saying, oh. like, judging whether God is good I or know. God is bad. Okay, yeah, we kind of missed that. I'm just saying God is not good. Yeah, I mean, this one is, like, not great. bad. Well, one thing that... Um, Cut th- off the tips of your penises, march around, kill everybody. Yeah. Bad. Give me money. Uh, one thing that this story kind of really uh, shined, shone a light on was how the Bible does such a good job of creating the other. Yeah, Yeah. totally. Sure. Which which Adam actually touched on. Oh, totally. As a kid. Earlier today where like anything the Israelites do is good. Yes. And everyone else is not just exists, but are evil. Right. Yes. Yeah, no, it's, it's, they're like this like city, they heathens, destroyed and murdered the city pagans. because it existed. Yeah. Yeah. It was literally just across the river. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That makes and me it's, uncomfortable. It's awful. It's like really the, the city, it, it never even says like sometimes in the Bible, it, it's like, oh, well they were all evil. Uh-huh. Right. And so God <laughs> commanded that we destroy them. No, the city just existed. Yeah. Yeah. It is. It is. Interesting. This is another one of those that, you know, you learn fairly young. And so, you know, everything is. And even they saved the harlot, like in terms of like biblical standards. What You know, what? it's tough to say. Like, I keep thinking there's this weird thing that happens with, I would say, modern Christian society where we have this weird dichotomy of uh, 
you know, like these weird archaic biblical standards that are being applied to us. And then on top of that is this like veneer of modern Christian morality is being like laid over top of that because like clearly the Bible doesn't give a shit about polygamy. It doesn't give a shit mm-hmm. about uh, prostitution kind of in general, um, you know, except for like and like murder as long as you're killing people who aren't on your side. Oh, 100 percent. Yeah. Like, but then like there's this like weird Christian veneer where it's like leftovers leftover from God damn it. The, the people who came to America first pilgrims. Yeah. But what were they? They were Puritans, Puritans, like that weird puritanical, mm-hmm. you know, overlay on top of it. So it, it almost like removes even more from this weird morality structure that we've built yeah. up. Um, but yeah, like uh, it's as a kid, Alan's right. Like we built up this, you know, the one POV, of the, of the Israelites is they're good and everybody else is evil. But like, this is a, a really disturbing story. Yeah. You know, like I, I can't think of, you know, a modern equivalent where, like that's like kind of straight up terrorism. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. It, just reading the text. This is one of those that's like, and the moral of the story is get the fuck out of Dodge. If the, <laughs> like a group of people are surrounding your, your building. I mean, no, really, really like this, this, uh, this is like a study Bible and the moral of the story is like, God will provide for you. Huh. Which is <laughs> it's prosperity. I'm I'm more and more and more. I get where prosperity message comes from. Yeah, no, it's it's God will like destroy <laughs> everyone else yeah, yeah. and make you know, your life better. Nick, do you know when we say prosperity message, what we're talking about? No. So it's a it's a Christian movement in the last like it's around the time of like the mega church rise okay. where uh, essentially the idea is like if it's a almost a pyramidy scheme type thing, like if you put energy money resources into jesus uh you will be rich like uh-huh. the idea is like the entire message of the bible yeah, yeah. is your prosperity sure and um like joel that's, that's a huge like yeah like joel Osteen and like televangelist like, the like, more money you give the more blessed you are right um but like in the 70s and 80s like a lot of the televangelist stuff would be more around the lives like blessing is like spiritual blessing and then like late 80s 90s it it transferred from spiritual blessing <laughs> to like monetary blessing yeah yeah and uh <sighs> it's I mean, I was going to say one of the more ugly, uglier thing, but we literally just like kind of had genocide in there. So I'm not sure it was. The, yeah, was the more ugly one. And I mean, this is just the this is like their first big conquest. Right. In the promised land. But they wipe out Everybody. everyone who's currently living there. Man. Yeah. No, it's it's pretty gnarly. And then they're on a mission from God. <laughs> yes. They are the Blues Brothers of genocide. Yes. <laughs> Well, uh, I guess that'll do it. Uh, from one questionable uh, moral to another, we'll be right back with, I think, uh, Aesop Abstinent. Yeah. And we're back here on the King James Virgin. Uh, you guys remember our friend Aesop? Oh, hell yeah. It's time for another Aesop Abstinent. I'm really ready for another uh, crooked little ugly man. Well, story. I'm glad you remember the crooked little ugly man. Yeah, that was Asap, <laughs> or or Paul, <laughs> or Paul. Um, uh, so I thought that uh, I'd first fill you in before we do another fable. I thought I'd fill you in a little bit more on the life of Asap and not just his excellent physical description. Raging ladies man, raging ladies man. Uh, I don't know. TBD. Hung I'm not. I'm not at that. Like chapter. a donkey. <laughs> Uh, that was not in his physical description segment. Um, so there are told elements of his life that were very fable like that may be 
uh, uh, inspired some of his fables or maybe have been maybe uh, embellished along the oh, way or yes just come up with after the fact certainly <laughs> it's like you know that deal with the cyclops that happened to asap uh, uh, i don't i'm not sure that the cyclops is his <laughs> whatever but yeah I, i'm just attributing all myths and legends to asap now <laughs> yeah um he had a dog named zeus what uh no uh so uh asap it is said uh was sent into slavery oh huh yeah, uh, early in his life, and uh, he became very popular on the slave ship because he had uh, they had all of their shit with them, and uh, then they were like being made to uh, walk a very long distance. This is kind of biblical. Yeah, uh, and he happened to have some food in his pack, and he would feed. Every, all of his like fellow slaves from his pack. Wait, so he just happened to be the dude who had trail mix. Yes. <laughs> Mommy made trail mix <laughs> and uh, he's sharing it. Yeah. And so the, the kind of Aesop fable tagline here is that he's super smart for sharing it because through this walk, his pack keeps getting lighter and lighter and lighter oh, and oh, everybody does, likes him. That does seem fably. Super fably. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, probably not real, but that's what this podcast is all about. <laughs> Good story. Uh, what do you guys know about the dog and a wolf fable? Okay. Okay. I feel like I did really well on the first one, which makes me nervous forever now. Dog and the wolf. Uh, there's two main characters in a dog and a wolf. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to say the dog... Uh, wants to think he's a wolf and but doesn't have like the nature qualities of a wolf and it goes awry. Yeah, I'm going to do a slight twist on that. The dog doesn't be like believes to be as strong as a wolf and a wolf proves him wrong and That's the dog dies. Sort of exactly what I said. Yes. Sort of exactly what you said, but somehow you were closer. Neither of you are right. <laughs> um, <laughs> a, does it help if I tell you that the wolf has an E after it? Wolf. No, no, okay. not at all. Uh, here's, <laughs> is here's, it a last name? Uh, is it, is <laughs> yeah, it's the dog a and a guy named Mr. Yeah. Wolf? And the Wolfie. Yeah. The Wolfie. Um, so here's the fable. And so here's the thing. Okay. Some of these fables, you know, it goes, the setup here is fable. Mm -hmm. What's the moral? And then the moral. Got it. Sometimes the moral is like basically mm. the last sentence of the fable. Oh, okay. So I'm ready. And that's why you get ants yeah. sort of thing. Yep. Okay. So here's your fable. There was a haggard carrion of a wolf, that's with an E, and a jolly sort of a Gentile dog, with good flesh upon his back, that fell into company together upon the king's highway. The wolf was wonderfully pleased with his companion, and is inquisitive to learn how he brought himself to that blessed state of body. Why, says the dog, I keep my master's house from thieves, and I have very good meat, drink, and lodging for my pains. Now if you'll go along with me, as do and do as I do, you may fare as I fare. The wolf struck up the bargain, and so away they trotted together. But as they were jogging on, the wolf spied a bare place about the dog's neck where the hair was torn off. Brother, says he, how comes this, I prithee? Oh, that's nothing, says the dog, but the fretting of my collar a little. Nay, says the other, if there be a collar in the case, I know better things than to sell my liberty for a crust. What's the moral? Uh, I know better things than to sell my liberty for a crust. yeah. yeah, yeah. Pretty much, right? Yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah, it's, uh, you may be, you know, well fed, but I'm free. That is exactly it. But 
it's obviously more delicious when told directly from ye book itself. Oh, shit. Yes. We are so dazzled with the glare of a splendid appearance that we can hardly discern the inconveniences that attend it. It's not done. Tis a comfort to have good meat and drink at command and warm lodging, but he that sells his freedom for the cramming of his gut has but a hard bargain of it. That's the moral of that the That was dog. delightful. Who wrote the, like, the... Ace up. No, no, not the, that part. <laughs> Who wrote the, like, that, that the criticism? Well, that's the whole thing. No, Aesop wrote he, the end. Wrote the, yeah, yeah. Aesop wrote the like. He tells you a story and then he tells the, you what it is about. Yeah. Oh, I totally thought it was like an editor coming in yeah, and like no, adding no. a whole. Why didn't that guy write the Bible? It's so much better. <laughs> That's pretty fantastic. We are still having this discussion. <laughs> like the whole conversation around selling out is this discussion. Sure. Which that was is just, delightful. I liked that one a lot. I liked that like, it had. It didn't need an ending. Whereas the like. W- the previous fable, like, were there more lions? Yeah. We did. We just didn't know. Yeah. Yeah. This one I like a lot. Mm-hmm. That was good. Well, there's my uh, Aesop abstinent for the day. It was delightful. Thank you. Yeah. Well, with that, we'll be right back here on the King James Virgin. And we're back here on the King James Virgin. Hey, thank you so much for listening this week. Uh, you can follow us at KJV Pod on both Twitter and Instagram. Uh, Nick's been doing an awesome job uh, on Twitter. So go check out the Twitter feed. Get tweet, little, tweet. Yeah, get a little love over there. Um, uh, we obviously would love it if you'd rate and review us on iTunes. Um, but really, just go tell a friend. Po- post it on Twitter. Post it on Instagram. Uh, like us on both Twitter and Instagram. We'd love to see you. Uh, thanks to Mascaras and Resurrection Records for the use of our theme song, Kixadi, off the album El Moran. This week's Resurrection Records artist is Teak Physique. Uh, so, you know, stick around for that. And uh, you can find these songs and everything that uh, we have featured on our website, kingjamesvirgin.com. Until next week, to the horn. <laughs> I, I got nothing. I get too hot Darling, love me You're all I got In the sunlight Feel so right 
Salazar.